Welcome to the Same But Different podcast, a show that celebrates humanity, the ways we love others, the ways we keep love from coming in. We're going to dig deep. This show brings a dash of vulgarity and a whole lot of audacity to the Enneagram. If you're looking to know yourself on a deeper level, nurture healthier relationships, foster richer connections, and improve communication to make that happen, then you're in the right place, my friend. Hi, I'm your host, Amy, Enneagram alchemist and a fiercely supportive sister stepping in stride beside you. Are you ready to feel fucking seen? Are you ready to see others? Because I'm ready to ask those questions. The very things we're trying to avoid are exactly what we need to embrace in order to grow. So kick back. Take off your bra, get comfy, and let's fucking do this. Welcome back to the Same But Different podcast. Long time, no pod. I don't know if that's a thing, but we're going with it. Um, Life has been crazy busy, and I have had the intention of doing this episode for a while now, and life has slowed down for me a little bit. Um, I went and I just got back yesterday from a week in Naples, Florida. Uh, I was asked to speak at a conference and retreat hosted by Hidden Summit. If you don't know about Hidden Summit, they are an incredible online community that is all about functional fitness. It's about nutrition and it's also about minds, about mindset, excuse me. And so I spent the the weekend with them. I presented over the Enneagram and Crucial Conversations. And then I spent the week with them, bonding with people, talking about their types, attending the conference myself. Um, And I'm going to be making some large life changes based around the effects of that conference. More to come on that later. But I wanted to come on here and talk about... In any an Enneagram, an Instagram series I did months ago, like earlier in the year. And um, it's called, I called it Help Me See. And so the purpose of this was to really celebrate people by their Enneagram type. And when I say celebrate, I mean really affirming and helping people see when they are doing the hard things, when someone is being brave, when someone is really stretching themselves, when someone is doing something that goes against the grain of how they typically are most comfortable in the world. And they do that hard thing. They do that uncomfortable thing. And I just, I wonder how often people are seen for doing those brave things. And I think that the Enneagram gives us a really beautiful opportunity to help someone notice their own growth or notice when they've done something difficult. Um, Like how often do you really say, I saw you do that hard thing and I hope you're really proud of yourself? Ah. How lovely would that be to be on the receiving end of, right? So I just, I'm coming on here to go over all nine types and a couple of ways you could celebrate your people in the moment. So so we're going to start with type nine. So really helping them see the moments when they speak up and say what they want. Truly, no moment is too small. Do not let your nines bypass being proud of themselves if you notice they are really engaging and putting themselves first asking for what they're wanting, even something as I was going to say something is simple, but I don't want to negate from how big it can be. Uh, A type nine sharing their opinion, sharing their thoughts, even a nine saying, this is where I want to go for dinner. Um, Anything that you recognize as a nine as putting themselves out there, right? Taking up space, reminding them, even though that might have felt hard to do, that they are always worthy as hell. And that after they did that hard thing, It probably felt pretty damn good. Have a conversation with them. Say, hey, I noticed that. I saw that. I see you. And I fucking celebrate you. 
Let's talk about the nines. I'm sorry, type eights. So really helping the eights in your life notice those moments when they allow their heart space to soften a bit and then when, when they give themselves permission to be tender. Now, these are things that probably people, probably all nine types, not just eights, but these are going to be things that most types are likely going to be comfortable doing in front of their closest friends. And when specifically type eights, right, when we're talking about them leaning into softness, leaning into vulnerability, um, they're very likely to do that most often with their close select people. So if you have a type eight who has let you in to that big heart, really celebrate them when they are allowing and considering other people's experiences, when they're allowing and considering other people's emotions, and when they do open that big, big squishy heart up to other people. Um, I think that eights spend a lot of their lives empowering others, lifting others up. They spend a lot of their time encouraging others to live their lives fully. And it's, this is very much a don't forget to celebrate and check on your strong friends. A lot of eights have shared with me uh, throughout my Enneagram work that people oftentimes overlook when they do something hard because they do have this presence of being so strong that I think it's easy to forget that life can still be hard for them. So reminding an eight how much strength it takes to be soft how much strength it takes to offer empathy to people and that even though it might feel unnatural that it's a balance that they are really really worthy of having so celebrate your eights notice your eights when they're doing the hard thing celebrate them just how they probably celebrate you okay sevens really really helping our sevens see when they pause and when they don't rush life when they accept those harder moments those more difficult, challenging emotions for them. Typically sadness is an emotion that is really, can be really challenging for sevens. So if you see a seven allowing those harder emotions for them, allowing those moments, not bypassing them, that is truly one of their hardest things, right? We know that sevens core fear, the thing that they are always scanning and trying to avoid and run from, we all, all nine types have one, but sevens are really trying to run from being trapped in, kind of emotional pain or feeling really limited in situations. So if there are opportunities that come up where you notice a seven doing those things, leaning into sadness, allowing it, not completely running from it or escaping it, notice that, celebrate them, let them know that that probably felt really unnatural, that probably felt really hard, maybe impossible, even if it's just for a moment, saying to your sevens, hey, I see, I see you. I see all of you and I see how you allowed sadness or I see how you allowed that hard moment and you dealt with it and you charged towards it head on or you didn't run from it. And I just want to celebrate the fact that that was really hard, but you're really capable and you did it and I'm with you. Slamming stuff around here. Okay, we're going to go to our type sixes. Really helping sixes see those moments where they allow self-trust. So where you've noticed them taking an action that they might not normally trust themselves to do. So taking time to notice when there's this type six in your life or someone who leads with six in your life and they are leaning into decisiveness and they are making choices that they might typically not, if they're, maybe I shouldn't say choices, choices. Maybe it's more so an action that they're taking. Sixes can really struggle with 
taking action because they are able to see the, all the possibilities of what could go wrong. And I think it makes perfect sense that it would be easy for someone who's kind of hardwired like that, or maybe, maybe not hardwired, but has some patterns like that. It would be really easy to get stuck in inaction because if you can see all of what could go wrong, if you're hardwired to notice that, if, if your pattern is to notice that, I think it makes a lot of sense that action and decisiveness would be a struggle in your life. So if there's a six in your life that you love, that you lead, that you know, whatever it might be, and you see them leaning into self-trust, leaning into taking action, celebrate that and remind them, right? Hey, I saw you do a hard thing and you deserve to be recognized for all of that bravery. Type fives, oh, love me some fives. All right, help me see the moments help me help them see the moments where they step out of that inner world and really put that wealth of knowledge to use and share it with others. So kind of similarly to sixes where sixes can, can have this pattern of taking action. Fives can do that with their knowledge. As far as sharing their knowledge, they might think to themselves, who am I to say this? I don't know enough to say this. I haven't learned enough. Um, so if you see, a five leaning into sharing their knowledge with others, especially if maybe there's a situation that there's like an ongoing situation and they haven't really spoken up before and they eventually do at some point noticing that when a five allows themselves the gift of their presence. Oh, right. It's, it's a gift. I mean, I know that sounds a little cheesy, but a five leaning into their knowledge and then taking action with their knowledge is very fucking powerful. And I think it is something that could be easy for someone to bypass because you probably look at this person as a subject matter expert on whatever the conversation might be. If you know this person and you know they're an Enneagram five, you know they have a wealth of knowledge. So it might not seem like a big deal to someone who doesn't lead with five when they see a five share their knowledge. And I'm here to tell you that it is a big deal. So letting the fives in your life know, I saw you take that action. I saw you share yourself with the world. I saw you share your knowledge with the world. Oh, letting them know how incredible that is and how proud of them you are is a very, very beautiful and kind thing to do for the fives in your life. All right, humans who lead with type four, really helping the fours in your life see recognize and celebrate when they are leaning away from being self-critical and instead choosing to speak to themselves kindly. So people who lead with four have this um, pattern of feeling as though there is something innately missing within themselves. And I saw somewhere the other day, I cannot remember where, online, someone was talking about fours and uh, they said, I wish that fours knew that they were their own missing puzzle piece. And it brought me to tears because nothing could be truer. So because of that, right, that feeling as though something is missing in their lives, a lot of fours can struggle with being self-critical and not speaking kindly to themselves, right? If you are someone who walks around this earth and this world feeling as though you were very misunderstood, feeling as though there is something missing within you, it makes a lot of sense that you would then be self-critical. So if you have a four in your life and you notice them picking joy and you notice them picking self-acceptance, point that out. Again, these are things that at a high level might seem really simple or might seem maybe not worthy of celebrating. They could seem so small, 
on the outside because to you they might be right so if you are someone who does not leave with four you might think well speaking to myself kindly is the easiest thing right not being critical i'm never self-critical that's the easiest thing i lean into joy and self-acceptance all the time why would we celebrate that this is really nine ways of being in the world and so noticing this about our fours reminding them how beautiful they have always been and how wonderful they have always been really it's more so how beautiful it is that they're allowing themselves to see how wonderful they have always been that's the message so if you see a four in your life or in this world and they are choosing self-love and they're choosing to speak about themselves kindly and they're not being critical now i'm saying this if the four in your life typically is critical right if they are pretty self-critical if they don't lean into joy often when you do see them noticing those things celebrate the hell out of them all right are humans who lead with type three I have heard a lot of people say this, this phrase about threes where they can, a lot of threes, I'm sorry, have told me that they feel like they are human doings instead of human beings. So when you notice a three just being, those moments of rest, those moments of actually relaxing and not doing, point that out, celebrate that three that they have allowed themselves the gift of being present and how beautiful it is for you to bear witness to that. Threes can really operate from a place of wanting to do in order to earn recognition, in order to earn, uh, I was going to say love, that's a little bit more of a, a two kind of move, but it's more validation, more admiration. Um, threes can struggle with feeling a lot of shame when they do rest. So if you know a three and they are resting and they are relaxing and they are just being, please point out to them how worthy they are of that how unnatural it probably feels to them, but how deserving they are of that rest. All right, humans who lead with two, really helping the twos in your life notice when they put themselves and their needs first and reminding them how worthy they have always been of that. They are always worthy of putting themselves first. They're always worthy of putting their needs first and really not letting a type two, <clears throat> not letting a type two bypass being proud of themselves. If you notice they've set a boundary. So if there's a two in your life and they've set a boundary with someone and they're telling you it was so hard, I was shaking. I'm, I'm just going to speak about myself. I had to set a boundary with a close friend recently and it was incredibly hard shaking. I was crying. It was not comfortable. And afterward, I did feel really, really proud of myself. Now, that's because I do a lot of Enneagram work. Obviously, I've integrated this into my life. But if I hadn't, if I didn't have the Enneagram to give me language, I don't know that I would have recognized the need to be proud of myself in that moment. So if a two is reaching out to you and telling you they set a boundary or hell, if you're on the receiving end of a two setting a boundary, I hope that you are open to honoring that. If anyone is setting a boundary with you, to be clear, I hope you're honoring it. But for that two, give them a little recognition for doing one of their hardest things. And I would go as far as to say it probably felt pretty damn good on the other side of it. So maybe just pointing that out. I saw you set that boundary. I'm so proud of you. I saw you put yourself out there. I saw you advocate for your needs. I'm so proud of you. That's all it has to be. Last and never least are people who lead with type ones. 
So people who lead with one are, can have this pattern of really noticing, well, noticing period. They notice everything. (laughs) One's really, I like to say they tend to be very hardwired. Hardwired sounds so definitive and I don't like to talk in definitives about the Enneagram. Um, So it's, I think that ones really have this, can have this pattern of noticing, right? Noticing what needs to be improved, noticing what needs to be corrected noticing what needs to be changed, whatever it might be, they're very likely to notice. So if you, if you notice a one letting something go, right, choosing to let something go, even if it's a quick conversation, like, Hey, that one reaches out to you. Hey, I've had this conversation. I'm just making this up this friend at work and they're not doing this process the right way. I've already spoken them about it three times and they did it incorrectly. Again, I'm just, I'm going to move on past it because I've already brought it up to them several times. If a one is ever letting you know, hey, I tried to make something right and now I'm on the other side of that and I'm just going to let it go because it's not mine to do. It's not mine to worry about. Celebrate them. Point that out. Hey, type one human, whatever whatever their name is. This is probably really hard for you. And I just want to say that I'm really fucking proud of you for recognizing that this isn't yours to worry about, that this isn't yours to carry. I'm proud of you for letting go of something and letting life go with the natural flow and unfolding of the world versus trying to control it a little bit or improve it how you think it should be done. So when they really do allow that natural flow of the world, celebrate that they are allowing themselves to be a part of it. Ones can really operate from this place of should, like shoulding, shoulding, not shitting, shoulding things to death, right? This should be done that way. That should not be done this way. We should, you should, I should, they should. Um, they, that can be a pattern that some ones have. So in those moments, remind them how beautiful it is that they are leaning into giving grace to others and allowing themselves to live more fully. I think that one of the most beautiful things about the Enneagram is that it gives us a language that we can speak and kind of shift based on people's types. And so we know what people's core fears are. We know what people are hardwired to be really afraid of and really avoidant of. We also know that there is no way to actually successfully avoid our core fears in life we have to deal with them, right? Like a type three is probably a really good example. Their core fear is failure. There's not a fucking chance we can all avoid failure the rest of our lives. As a one, their core fear is being bad, right? Like there's not a chance though that's actually avoidable. Eights, vulnerability. Twos, rejection. It, right, this is pattern of we're all trying to avoid the impossible. And the goal, I think, I can only speak for my opinion here, I think the goal is to lean into what we're afraid of. How can we take this and harness this as a superpower? So I I lead with two. And my core fear is rejection. I have said on this podcast and to I don't know how many people before that I would rather, it would be less painful for someone to take a shovel to my face than for me to face rejection. That is how painful it can be for me. But if I give myself space to notice what rejection has given me in life, there's a lot of beauty there waiting for me. And in the moments of my life where people have noticed me leaning into my hard things, that then gives me the empowerment to keep doing it. And it's not just because I got some external validation, right? 
I think that as humans, we can be so hardwired to see what we need to do better, what we need to improve, what more do we need to do? I need to finish this checklist. I've got to take my kids here. I've got to do this and I've got to do this. And when do we ever pause to say, God damn, I've actually done some really hard things that I'm really proud of myself. I don't think we take the time to do it that often, right? We want to keep it pushing. We want to keep it moving. We want to keep going forward. But we need as a as a humanity as a whole, we really need to lean into pausing to notice ourselves. Have you made improvements? Have you made changes? Changes don't have to be, I have uprooted my entire life, right? If you like, let's say you leave with type nine and you voiced an opinion that you have been putting off voicing for six minutes, six months, three years, three weeks, whatever it might be. And you're finally in a headspace where you're like, okay, I need to just fucking do this and get it over with. And then you do it and it's hard and you probably did it messy because you're a human. And then you think, oh, that could have gone so much better. I'm so awful. No, you're bypassing yourself. You're completely bypassing the fact that you did something incredibly hard. You did something for your own benefit. You leaned into fear. You didn't let fear control you. And it doesn't matter what, how small you might think that thing is. I think whenever we try to diminish our own success or diminish our own um, growth, we're diminishing who we are as a people as a whole. Because what you're saying to yourself is, I only deserve to speak negatively about myself. I only deserve to, to keep moving forward. I only deserve to always be moving on to the next thing, to only growing, to only healing. And when we are always go, 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 do, 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 do. We're chasing the next success. We're chasing the next win in life. We're chasing the next sale, whatever it might be. If we're endlessly chasing and we're not noticing, what the fuck is the point? What's the point, right? I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much business, how much your business is worth, how much your sales are every month. If you are just going and going and going and never stopping to notice until the day you die, I just feel like that. What an unfortunate way to live, to never notice your own inner. And when I say success, I think as a country that it's easy for us to think success is always tied to money, right? It's very capitalist companies or company um, country. So it's very easy for us to tie success to things that are really big, like income or business. But I think we need to kind of reframe how we look at success, right? I'm a type eight and I'm not a type eight, but like if someone is a type eight and they leaned into being soft with someone and exposing themselves to someone and taking a risk that they let someone into their heart or they shared something that they might, might've felt a little bit like, oh, maybe that was a bit much, right? That was a little tender for me. Or maybe a seven is in a situation where let's just say they're, they're going through a difficult part in their relationship and they need to talk to their spouse and it's so uncomfortable and then they do it and then they just lean and then just move on from it, right? They just go on to the next thing, on to the next thing. A lot of us operate in that way. And I just want to encourage you to pause and notice yourself and also others. I think it is much, much easier to notice when someone else has, especially if it's someone you're really close with, right? This isn't going to be applicable to everyone in your life. But when we notice that someone we are close with in life has done a hard thing, or we're like, my God, I'm so proud of them. I think it is so much easier to notice when other people do those things. And so if we all, if everyone in the world were to listen to this episode and we all started doing that 
once a day, a couple times a week. How beautiful would that be to really live in a world we are constantly seeing each other for who we really are, celebrating each other for our small victories and our small wins. I don't think there is such thing as a small victory as a small win, honestly. They're all wins and they're all victories and the sizes of them don't matter. But I think we tend to focus on the bigger victories and the bigger wins and we bypass the ones that really matter saying the hard thing, using your voice, setting that fucking boundary, letting something go. Those are just as important, right? You might've just had like a $5 million sale at work and you get a big commission check. And that's going to feel like something really worthy of celebrating versus like a type two sending their food back at a restaurant, <laughs> right? I know those are two different things. Those are two different celebrations, but that sending the food back at a restaurant, if that's something really uncomfortable for someone, let's not forget to notice it. Let's not forget to point it out and say, hey, I see you. The Enneagram gives us nine lenses through which we can see other people. And if you can see them clearly, you can know them more clearly. And if you know them more clearly, you understand them more clearly. And if you understand them more clearly, you can help them see themselves better and help, help them see themselves in a more I was going to say positive light. I don't know if positive if positivity is the goal here, but you can help them see themselves more in a more holistic way, right? Because it's, again, very easy to get tied up into celebrating our very American things that are tied to business and money and success. But I just don't want us, I don't want us bypassing the moments when, I don't know, I think when our humanity tends to show up the most. If, if anyone is doing something that makes them shake a little bit, that they're a little bit uncomfortable and you know they've done it, let them know. That's all it is. Hey, I see you. You did that thing. I'm so fucking proud. That's all it has to be. All right, friends. This is a shorter episode today. It was good to get back on this pod. I have got a sex therapist coming on to talk with us in the next few weeks. So I'm very excited about that. Talk to y'all soon.